This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome back into another fabulous edition of the Midweek Minches. We got a full crew on deck tonight. We got Crispy, aka Will, aka Christy, aka I don't even know what my name is. We got Mayor Matt. We got Ant from Brooklyn. We got John in Miami. And we got myself, Drake, aka the Cody Cavalry. Vamos! It's time for your Minches of the Week! Brought to you by shop.lowerafterhours.com. Mr. Mayor Matt, go ahead and hit us with your Minch of the Week. Thanks a whole lot there, Drake. Yeah, well, you know, Minch of the Week, it's all about spreading positivity. And I got to tell you, nobody has spread more positivity this week than Justin Turner. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's arguable. That's so good, Mayor Matt. Thank you for that (laughs) contribution. John in Miami. Go ahead. Who's your mention of the week? Oh, this one's easy because I uh, uh, heard it actually today, and I'm going to nominate James with his submission of Is Tua a Bust? So, James, thank you. Who the hell is James? And in Brooklyn, who is your candidate for mention of the week? So, I'm going to throw out my mention of the week is actually my son, Sal, because in this time of COVID, he chose to join the running club. And yesterday was his first practice, and he ran his first official mile, and he finished second in his group. And I just really want to give him some uh, props, some positivity out to my son, Sal, for, you know, like I said, in this time of, of taking it out there and, and, and putting forward his best feet. Fantastic. That's super cool. So my daughter is 10 months, and she's in what we call a juvie, which is like a little walker to where she is supported, but she can, like, run like a bat out of hell through the house and she is wide <laughs> ass open. And today oh, yeah. I said, okay, this girl is going D one cross country slash track, something to do with running. <laughs> Christy, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> that was that was so good. That was like a, that was a Crispy. Literal, go was ahead, a, buddy. That was a literal <laughs> mic drop. Uh I yeah. hope that's I hope that stays in the show. Drake just uh like, hold on, hold on. He just he just Mortal Kombat uppercutted the shit out of his microphone. All um, for cross country. 
Hey, okay. listen, when you're excited, you're excited, you know? My mention of the week is going to be Chris Cody for playing the song Is Tua a Bust, which I uh, wrote the lyrics to and performed uh, the cover of, uh, or the parody rather, to uh, Just the Two of Us. Holy shit, that was you? Yeah, that was me. That was me. Wow. He, he got he got my email name, uh, not my Twitter, AKAs or handles or anything like that. So, John, thank you for uh, for shouting James out and James. Color me surprised. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, that was me. <laughs> so that's my mention of the week. Chris Cody, I appreciate you. Uh, good looking out. All right. Okay. We're going to act like I didn't do shit wrong. Man. And I'm going to move into thank you, uh, James, for your contribution to the Tua Tangavaloa song, show songs of the week. John in Miami, I think right. you had a preview of, or not a preview, a recap of um, the past two day shows as far as movie conspiracies. Yeah. So I don't know. I got triggered pretty, pretty, uh, pretty hard with um, and and Mike has this this way of doing that, um, where he just goes off and he throws out crazy things. In this case, it happened to have been um, crazy movie conspiracies, and I can't I can't buy in that he's that he's buying into any of them, um, and but it did. I was just wondering if there are there any that you guys buy into? I don't buy into any of them, like zero of them. Um, I think the guy, uh, the director or the writer, in some cases when they're both, has an exact vision of of, of what story he wants to tell, and um, and I don't think they interweave things like that. And I was triggered quite quite heavily by 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 Mike's suggestion that that these things are true. And I was wondering if you buy into any of these conspiracies. And if you do, which ones? I, I, let me tell you the one I buy into is the Michael Madsen and John Travolta, the, the Vincent Vega and the, the characters between Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill. I'm totally yeah, in yeah. on that. Both Quentin Tarantino. And when you say that triggers you, that triggers me in a good way because I love seeing the the intertwining. These people are so creative. They can get so deep with how they try to tie stuff together. I don't know if about any of the other ones, but that is one I'm definitely into. Well, the the Tarantino verse is a well-established, and, and by the way, these are fan theories. I don't know if you qualify them as conspiracies. Um, uh, I guess it works both ways, but the the cool thing about the the Tarantino verse is that he has come out and said all of his uh, movies are intertwined. Even Django Unchained has a character who is the great-grandfather of... Um, uh oh my god what's his Marcellus name Wallace? no um christopher walken in pulp fiction uh the, the you can see a tombstone in the the movie django unchained and it is the like grandfather or great grandfather of christopher walken from pulp fiction um so he is he is really into it and the vega brothers are long uh have basically long been established as as being brothers in that that world so for me, I, I go a little, a little different direction. It's not necessarily a theory, but some of this may be too old for some of our listeners out there, but use a syncing where you can play the Pink Floyd album and watch the movie, The Wizard of Oz, and there's a lot of synchronous to what happens and what's playing on the album, The Wall, and what's going on in the movie. There's a bunch of different parts where if you sync it up correctly, it's very, very eerie and very, very weird the way 
what Pink Floyd's singing and what you're seeing going on in the movie. So that's one that I always liked that, that was sort of, it goes back a long time because it's an old movie and an old album, but that's one yeah. that I liked that was, there's the ability to play those two things together and how they sync up in, in different parts of what, you know, of what I've you never see smoked, going on. I've never smoked weed, so I never did that. I had nothing to do with it. I had watched it or sunk it up long before I, I had ever even attempted to smoke uh, any Mary Jane, but that's one of I hope because it was a different, uh, a different take on it. So. so I hope Mike a, doesn't hear this. There's another uh, a fan theory that's, that's kind of a fan theory. It's, it's more of the illustrators kind of paying homage and nodding to other projects they've worked on. However, there is a connection between uh, Disney's Hercules Disney's Aladdin and the Lion King. And the connection is that Hercules at one point, either he's like, he walks into a room and there is a rug on the floor. And if you look closely, that rug is scar. It's the same coloration. It's got the same scar on its eye. It's the, it's scar from the Lion King, right? Then in Aladdin, there is a scene where they are flying over kind of like Greece, essentially. And in Hercules, there is a scene where he looks up and there's like a shooting star kind of carpet looking thing that's flying over the sky. So a lot of people think that basically all three of those movies, they're kind of timeless. You don't know when the Lion King happens, right? So it could have taken place thousands of years ago when Hercules and Aladdin did. But to that end, like, is there, are we against that? Because if you know, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. Like if you take it in terms of the modern day, um, the Marvel universe, as far as um, the um, not Superman, Bat, not Batman either. Iron Man, (laughs) Iron Man, and uh, Iron Man, Black Panther, the whole, the whole Avengers, Avengers. That's what I'm looking for. Um, that's, that's really cool. Um, as far as that connection goes, but transitioning to our next topic, um, will slash crispy, um, slash Christy slash, I'm not going to get blocked tomorrow. Um, <laughs> let's go into your topic as far as Justin Turner, the Dodgers winning the championship, um, his whole epidemic as far as getting taken out in whatever inning he got taken out in and coming back in for the celebration, that whole shit show, crispy hiss with your topic. I think you just covered it all, Drake. Thank you uh, for that intro. Um, No problem. (laughs) So, no, I just – so I was watching the game last night. Obviously, Justin Turner goes out, and uh, Joe Buck and John Smoltz were very confused. Uh, They thought maybe he had been injured. They weren't sure exactly what had happened. Then uh, I start seeing on Twitter all of these uh, tweets about how he had tested positive for COVID. And then, of course, you see the pictures of him on the field. Um, just, I won't even go into the obvious, uh, just, I don't, I don't even know how to describe the idea of having tests that are still inconclusive and starting the game. <laughs> like that is, it completely renders the testing moot. Yeah. It, there's no point to it. I don't even know why you're testing if you're just going to start the game before you have results back. However, however, I saw a lot of people shaming him for kissing his wife. And what I, the crucial detail that I want to know is when was the test administered? And had he not been in contact with his wife before the game? Because if he had, 
He, he wasn't. Do you know that for a fact? No, I have no idea. Okay, well, so I'm, I'm curious no. because I, I feel like a lot of the players were probably in contact with not only their teammates, but their family and stuff before the game. If they were, then there was no difference between him giving her a kiss or showing her affection on the field afterwards because he didn't contract COVID during the baseball game. That's right. what I feel like a lot of people are like, like the moment he gets a, a positive test, that's when he starts being contagious. No, 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 no. He was contagious all throughout the day in the locker room, in right. the clubhouse, in the dugout, uh, on the field, the, the, arguably one of the safest things he did was like just be in an open air area like that was probably one of the safer things he had done that day as far as giving it to other people but the thing i heard is that he tested positive the previous day and so that was his second test to see if he was actually if it was false positive or not so what i heard was that he actually oh, had already tested positive <laughs> So now, now maybe, okay. maybe that was just internet conjecture, but what I yeah, had heard yeah, yeah. was that he had tested positive and this was his second test to see if it was a false positive or if it was real. Now, that would I change, that would change it completely then. Yeah. The, the other and thing funny I, is how did he contract it in the bubble? Like that's the he's other not, thing. Like, but they're not, they're not in a bubble. Like, they are. They, no, they're not. They're, yeah. they're going home to their families. They're, no, because the games are in Arlington. No, they're not. They're playing only in the Texas Stadium, though. So you, so you don't think their families are coming with them? No, I think the families were there with them. That's the thing. Like, I think so. So you I, don't think their families are going out to eat? They're not. You think their families are just staying? I don't think the bubble was quite as crazy as the NBA. But what I heard is, yeah, the families and all the people were confined to a location. If so, not, then I don't know why they called it a bubble. Like, yeah, that's I true. Well, I mean, people call things uh, uh, for for marketing reasons and to try to put right. a, a lipstick on a pig, you know, right. type of thing. And um, but what what I would what I would say is, uh, per, well, here uh, maybe somebody went out to to get some lemon, you know, lemon pepper wings um, at, at the strip joint, you know, and uh, maybe that's what he did. But but to crispy, I just wanted to kind of. Uh, come back to his point about, about kissing his wife and everything. At that point, let's let's presume, you know, I agree with you. He was contagious. He was everything, you know, all that stuff. But um, it, it could be that they that they that she didn't have it at that point. Right. And and once he was positive that, that he did have it, he should have then taken the, the right steps. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like she could have not had it. And now all of a sudden he's, you know, uh, French kissing her on, on TV and, and, and whatever. So, you know, is it, is it the worst thing in the world? No, but, but is it, is it irresponsible? Yes. Is it irresponsible to go and do all that other stuff? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I'm with you. I, I think, I think these guys were trying to secure the bag. And so they were like, Hey, listen, um, we got to, you know, we got to call this a bubble. We have to um, say we're, we're taking all the precautions. We're to, and I, you know, I venture a guess that they weren't doing it and they weren't nearly as rigorous as the NBA was. Um, and, and, and what we would probably really define as bubble. Yeah. So uh, anyways, that's my take. Yeah. And, and needless to say, like, yes, um, Justin Turner is in the wrong, but all the fingers are getting pointed at him when they should all be getting pointed at the league. Because at the end of the day, the league is the boss. They're in charge of Justin Turner. They should have had better precautions in place and had the test results in prior to the game ever being um, 
in place. So I, I it, agree. But, I but, agree to a degree. Go ahead, Mayor. No, here's the other part of that, though. And again, the test, I don't, I don't know why they didn't get a test result back until the eighth inning. I, and I, Ant, that was the first I'd heard about him having a, a positive test prior to that. Strip all that away. This comes down to, are you a decent human being? And, you know, I love my wife more than anybody else on the planet, you know, tied with my daughter. But if I knew I had it, the last, I, I wouldn't want to no, be, but I understand I, wanting to be out in center field and celebrating with your team. But enjoy that moment out in center field away from everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, I Again, the last thing I'd want to do is, is spread it to my wife or, or anybody for that matter. It's, it's just simple human decency in my book. Yeah. And to and call so, back so, – and sorry, Crispy. And to call back to, to uh, Matt's uh, previous uh, last, last week's topic, listen, there's plenty of fingers, you know, to go around. You can point them here. You can point them there. You can point them uh, as 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 Cam does back at himself. Um, so there's, you know, everybody has ten fingers. So you can point and it at that guy, as, the other guy, everybody. As far as the, as far as the pointing fingers go, there, there's there's blame to be spread around here, right? There's the fact that the test results were coming in in the middle of a game, which makes absolutely no sense. That's Major League Baseball. Justin Turner is not responsible for the the timing. Um, however. Uh, the the one thing I did see a lot of tweets and a lot of commentary on like how how could baseball or the Dodgers have let him back out there on the field? I'm sorry. Other than an act of God, there is nobody in the world that would have kept Justin Turner off of that damn field. He's been in the league since 2006, 14 years. He finally wins a championship, right? There is nothing, nothing. There's no amount of security guards. There's no save pointing a gun to his head. Literally, that is the only thing that would have kept him off of that field. And because of that, that is Justin Turner's fault squarely. Like there's there's no other shoulders to be put on except for his. Wow, crispy! I so disagree. I don't understand the second he's positive that he's not ex- he's not ex- he's not brought from the stadium. Like, how is he let to sit in the locker okay, room? Okay, like, okay, right, Like he should have been taken out of the stadium the second he was caused positive. And, and who who is taking him out of the stadium? I mean, who I want he's to take in, out of the stadium? His bosses. His boss. No, no, no. Okay, okay. You, Friedman, you guys, who's a coward. Hey, who came okay, out listen. and said I wasn't going to be one to stop him? Well, then you're a coward, gentlemen. We're we're all pretty pretty hefty individuals. I, I feel like we could all well, we could all handle ourselves, right? Who, who here has had a boss that would have manhandled you out of the stadium? Anybody? Anybody? So you think I, the doctors called him to the locker room and he walked quietly to the locker room and just sat there and waited? Like I don't understand. Are they how are they going to lock him in the locker room? I'm, I'm a decent you, enough human being that you don't have to manhandle me to get out if I'm if I've done you are, you are, you're not celebrating a World Series though. After, after you know, being but in the no, league this, for as long as he has. But this, this is the thing though. Like, it should never get to the point of someone having to manhandle someone out of the stadium. It's on the league as a whole that if there's a positive, okay, so they had to take tests. Um, so when what was last night? Um. Last night was Tuesday. So they had their test Tuesday morning or whatever. They had the rapid responses. They should have had their results by Tuesday prior to the first inning, period. Of course. Yep, yep. Once, once those tests go live prior to the first inning, it's done. So that's on Manfred and his entire flock of 
drones slash minions to figure that out. And it's right. not Again. on it's not on Justin Turner. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it's on him for going back to um and somewhat spreading. But to that end, to that end, we can all establish. So if his if his test came back positive in the seventh inning, okay, or eighth inning, whenever it did, he was already positive in the first inning. Yes or no? Somebody in this group, give me a no. Yes, yes. No, no, no. Okay. It was positive. So yeah. to that end, what does it matter if he's in a picture or not after the ninth inning? Because you're yeah. assuming that just because he was positive that he had already infected everybody. And and that's not that that may not be the case. And yeah, so the more true. the more interactions that you have with an individual, um, the more the, the the more chances that you get you have to infect them. Furthermore, if it, so let me just go back to one of Crispy's topics. So he said, Who would have manhandled? Well, I mean, let's take let's go to the NBA. When you get two texts and you get ejected, you don't need to be manhandled, right? You they go, yeah, you're out. That's it. See you later. And you go and you take your medicine and you go and you're no longer on the court. Okay, number one. Uh, number number two, with respect, like like I was saying, he he was he was irresponsible to go out there. Right. Even if they wanted to let him to go back out there to, to take these pictures, even that could have been done in a safe manner. Uh, mask up. If you mask everybody up and you mask him up because you know you're ready just by masking and keeping at least six feet away in an outdoor space, you're reducing the possibility of 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 spreading COVID by 85%. So even that could have been done better. Okay. So, so to the, back to, to the original that, point, the, the responsibility can be shared by everybody. It's not a binary, it's not a binary it's thing. It's not, it's not. And that's, that's my larger issue. It's, it's again, again, the, the, the decent. Take it easy, Drake. Thing, oh, I'm the, good. The decent human being thing, of course, you are like, like how Justin Turner behaved and how you behaved are two different situations. We're not Justin Turner. He is not us. What happened happened, right? Like the results came in when they did. And we have to look at that specific situation. All the what ifs about baseball should have done this. Baseball should have done that. It doesn't matter because that's not how it played out. That's not when the results came in. So it doesn't matter again. There is no, like, unless you get somebody to physically restrain you, and I disagree with the comparison to somebody getting their technical, their next technical and, and getting ejected from a game, because yeah, that's then way different. you get suspended for the next game of the season. This is the final, this is game six of the World Series. It's yeah. a completely different emotionally, like, charged situation. Oh, if I was commissioner, he'd be suspended for the first 10 games next season, and he could sure, fight me on sure. it. Sure, and I think that's reasonable. I th- I no, think but I'm saying, but even in baseball, they go and they eject you. When you eject, you have to leave. Nobody, nobody, you know, it, it is the rule. You go and you leave. Now, I understand that the, the this is the World Series, but nevertheless, there is a rule to do that, and it doesn't require, um, you know, a six-foot, ten you know, muscular security guard to come out and, and drag the guy out. If the ump tosses you, if the ump tosses you, you you're not, you're not there eating popcorn, uh, you know, and saying, I, I'll right, do what right. I want. Mayor, Mayor Matt. All right. So first of all, I, I haven't read the MLB protocols, but I would think that they're in that protocol says, if you test positive, you are to vacate the premise immediately. Sure. And he didn't do it. Right. Um, I, Drake, if you don't mind, I'd like to end the segment with this. Yep. They're talking sports, going at it as hard as they can. 
my god that way i'm loving it that's how you stick the landing i was about to steal the old the old matt says i'm gonna throw the gavel down right here and in this segment but um (laughs) All right, move it along. Yeah, move we it could along. we could spend an entire episode on this topic, um, but I'm going to move it on to um, back to you, Mayor Matt. As far as the Trevor Lawrence saga goes, what his situation and decision is going to be in the next coming months, as far as the NFL draft, et cetera, hit us, Mayor Matt. All right, massive disclaimer. I'm going to talk very quickly. You may or may not know. Trevor is from Cartersville, where I happen to be the mayor. I'm also the play-by-play announcer for Cartersville football. Every high school football game, with the exception of two, I was on the radio calling every one of his football games, every every fantastic thing he's done in high school. I was blessed to be a part of that. That being said, I I, I know the family. We are not socially um, connected very strongly. They're fantastic people. I do not have insight into anything that Trevor may or may not be doing. So this is totally Matt Santini's opinion on a guy that lives in the city where he happens to be mayor. Inside scoop, baby. Come on, Matt. No, no. It bothered me that they were talking. It's all this speculation. And Trevor is a different kind of athlete. As a matter of fact, I said, I was telling people before this season, if there was ever a kid that would come back and for a senior year, it would be somebody like Trevor Lawrence. He is, he is all about the life experience. He is, his, his value system as an adult I have you if you follow his example on how he treats people and how he handles himself, there's a lot of adults that can learn an awful, awful lot from a from a guy that's just turned 21 years old. But here's what bothers me is all this stuff is speculation. It's exactly that. Trevor was very quiet. He's he's when he speaks, he's going to speak to the things that are important to him. And when it's important to him, you're going to hear directly from him. It's not going to come through a handler or it's not going to come through something else. So all this talk that they were with the speculation that he would go back, it's exactly that. It's speculation. It's, it's totally drawn out of the thin air to have something to talk about. Yeah. So again, yeah. if you want to know how Trevor Lawrence feels about something, he will tell you exactly about it when he feels something about it. You don't need to worry about filters. Yeah, Matt, but uh, that's um, welcome to sports radio, right? That's a uh, gas bagging and assuming and, and speculating. That's, that's between, on at least on the Levitard show, that's at least 30% of it, and the, the rest is advertising. Man, I have, I have a super strong opinion on this, um, but I want to throw it to you guys to get your takes off on this first before I hit mine. Will, you have anything on this? I just, I mean, I can't – I understand the the complaint about speculation, but I also understand that Stu Gatz is a lifelong Jets fan, and I understand that his team is a dumpster fire this year. I mean, not just this year, for the past however many years, right? Uh, since the butt fumble, since before the butt fumble, since, I, I don't know. Uh, since since 1969. Since 1969, there we go. So, like, the fact – like. Stugatz is going to eat up and speculate. It's in your nature to do so for your team. And it just happens to overlap with Trevor Lawrence. And that sucks for Trevor Lawrence because I I agree. Like if you are the type of person where you speak to the things that are important to you and you speak when you have something to say, then being the uh, focus of speculation has got to be miserable. 
And so I'm going to jump in here. This is Ant. I mean, as a struggling Jet fan myself, this breaks my heart. Not necessarily (laughs) just because of what Trevor may or may not do, but for me, this would be the second time. Because going back, Peyton Manning did this exact thing to us. He was coming out until the Jets had the number one pick, and then all of a sudden he said, yeah, I don't think I want to go to the Jets. Do you blame him? I don't want to be coached. Yeah, but our coach is Bill Parcells. We didn't have Adam fucking Gase as our coach. We had Bill Parcells as a coach, and he chose to go back for his senior year. Whoa. I'm just pissed as a Jet fan. This will be the second time in 20 years where we're going to get shafted. Now, that said, from his perspective, I can see not wanting to come to the Jets. I can also see being the guy who says, I'm going to be the guy to solve it. So I think you can go either way. John, go ahead. Yeah, as far as the speculation and and, – that point. So the speculation also helps to illustrate what the guy, what the, what his, the Trevor's options are, right. Um, to those that may not be familiar with say the draft or, or that familiar with the draft. And, and it starts to um, highlight what the kid can do. Um, you know, whether, whether he uh, goes on his own and then, and then from there, what I like about the speculation uh, was that, that Dan was then starting to talk about player empowerment, right? Which is what he's about. I I, I tend to, I side with with um, labor over management myself. So for me, more power to you. If you can, if, you know, any one of us, as Dan likes to say, if if we were if we were treated that way, where where you know our our rights or um, our options get artificially limited by some you know entity we'd all be, you know, up in arms and wouldn't like that. So when they speculate, they also have, it's also an an attempt to highlight where, you know, what the options are, especially now for Trevor Lawrence. And so I think it's fine if, you know, I think like Dan does, uh, he and I are are in parallel thinking here, that that these kids should should be able to do what they want, when they want, should be a free for all. None of these owners are are hurting, you know, are hurting about it. And they they just want to, they they also want to secure the bag. They also want to be uh, uh, keep keep the 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 prices down by functioning as as you know kind of an oligopoly where they artificially limit limit the price on someone. And uh, you know the speculation, sure, you know it may be um, it may be hard to hear as Trevor Lawrence or as a Trevor Lawrence fan, but um, it you know that's the nature of the beast and. And like I said, it, it, it allows people to see overall what's happening in the game. So I just want to make, before we release Drake on this, because he's been very patient, I want to make Ant feel a little bit better. Ant, even if he goes back to Clemson for his senior year, the Jets will probably suck bad enough to have the number one pick the following <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, oh, no, no, you're no. not wrong. Just just go so ahead, you know, Drake. What do you got? Just really quick, what's going to happen is Adam Gase is going to go 4-1 and one in his final five games. We're going to get the third pick. We're going to miss the two QBs, and somehow Adam Gates is going to save his job to make my life hell next year, too. Don't worry. It'll happen because it's same old Jets, as we say. Sorry. I'm sorry, Ant. Is two of the best. Yes, maybe, no. Hey, you can find us if you're listening to this and you happen to be on any social media accounts, Twitter or Instagram. You can find us at at Lauer After Hours, L-O-U-R-A-F-T-E-R-H-O-U-R-S. Hey 
guys, it's Mike. As you know, I adopted my pup Rocky from a local rescue. Now, when people asked me what kind of dog Rocky was, I was always stumped. I used an Embark Dog DNA test to decode my most puzzling questions about Rocky. You can also learn about your dog's inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlock over 350 breeds and screen for over 200 genetic health risks. Save $50 on a breed and health kit with promo code KIT at EmbarkVet.com. Again, that's promo code KIT.